Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Money Stepper Q&A podcast, question 35. Am I overexposed in my investments? This week's question comes from Jenny, who asks, I hold about £10,000 of Vanguard FTSE 100 ETF shares. ETF's called VUK, V-U-K-E. And I'm buying about £100 a month worth and reinvesting dividends. I'm young and I'm happy to have money in stocks and shares, but I guess I'm a little overexposed to the UK with this ETF. I feel like VUK gives me pretty good diversity, considering the FTSE 100 is made up of mining companies, banks and other sectors, but I guess it's probably too focused on the UK. Does anyone have any advice for diversifying my portfolio? I prefer to stick with low-fee ETFs, so I guess that means Vanguard for me. Also, if I do need to diversify, should I just start buying a new type of share or should I sell off some of my existing ones? Thanks. Thanks for your question, Jenny. And it's a great question. Really, really good. Well done for getting on your investing journey and an even larger well done for starting with a low fee market tracking ETF like VUK. Anyone who saw the article that I posted recently about my nightmare start to my investing journey where I tried to pick stocks and tried to beat the market knows that I'm quite jealous of you starting your investment journey this well. Even more impressively than that, you're very much asking the right questions here. Your investment in VUK, as you rightly say, effectively means that you have all of your investments in the top 100 shares on the London Stock Exchange in proportion to their market capitalization, basically in proportion to their size. Whilst this sounds like it should make you diversified, there are many areas where you're still not diversified. And actually, unlike you suggest in your question, they're not all country-specific. Whilst these 100 companies are listed on the London Stock Exchange, and it is the FTSE 100 UK companies, it doesn't actually mean that their success is linked necessarily to the success of only the UK economy or the success of the companies in the UK. At time of recording, over three quarters of revenues generated by FTSE 100 companies is generated overseas. Therefore, geographically, you may actually be better diversified than you think. The key areas of under-diversification actually come into other areas. The first of these is a lack of diversification against company risk. Now, the total market capitalization of all the FTSE 100 companies added together is £1.7 billion. The top 20 of these companies make up over £1 billion of this amount, and the top five companies alone make up more than £400 million, or almost 25% of the FTSE 100. So whilst you think that you're diversified across 100 companies, in reality, 25% of your investment is held with Royal Dutch Shell, HSBC, 
British American Tobacco, BP, and GlaxoSmithKline. Now, out of those five companies, you may notice there that you've got Royal Dutch Shell and BP. And that brings us on to our second issue with underdiversification related to sector risk. When you look down at the list, you can easily identify large chunks of the FTSE 100 that are very specific to certain sectors. For instance, oil and gas alone make up 12%, banking makes up 13%, household goods 13%, and healthcare 10%. So from this, you can see that very close to half of your investment is held in just these four quite specific sectors. And that's out of over 20 unique sectors that the market is usually divided into. So by only being invested in VUC and tracking the FTSE 100, you're probably under-diversified. However, this isn't your main problem. Because the FTSE 100 follows the largest 100 companies, they are generally considered to be lower risk, but subsequently they are lower reward. If we look at the historical data from Yahoo Finance, we can see that since records were held for the FTSE 100 and the FTSE 250, the FTSE 250 being the next biggest 250 companies on the London Stock Exchange, the results are significantly different. The FTSE 250 has increased by 8.6% a year, excluding dividends, since those records began in 1986. The FTSE 100 has only increased by 5.0%, excluding dividends. So, if you only hold VUC, not only are you under-diversified from a company, sector and country standpoint, you're probably underperforming certain areas of the market as well. So... What are your options? Well, Vanguard, who you currently use for your FTSE 100 ETF, also offer a range of other low-fee market tracking ETFs from around the world. The best of these, from a diversification standpoint, is probably VWRL, which is the Vanguard All World ETF. Now, looking into the fact sheet, which I'll attach in the show notes, we can see that this ETF measures the market performance of large and mid-capitalisation stocks of companies located around the world. It includes approximately 2,900 holdings in nearly 47 countries, including both developed and emerging markets, and it covers more than 90% of the global investable market capitalization. So it essentially means that you're investing in the whole world. The ongoing charges are higher than the FTSE 100 index at 0.25%, but that may be a reasonable fee to obtain an instant diversification across your portfolio. Some interesting points to note about VWRL. 51.4% of the fund's companies are based in the US. The next highest is Japan with 9% and then the UK with 7%. But remember, as with the FTSE 100, while these US companies are based in the US, headquartered in the US, they will actually derive much of their revenues from overseas. Second point to note, the three largest single companies in the FTSE 100 ETF, if you remember, were Royal Dutch Shell, 6%, HSBC, 5.8%, and British American Tobacco, 4%. In VWRL, the percentages for the top three are much smaller. Apple is the largest investment, 1.8%. Google, the second highest, 1%. And ExxonMobil, the third highest, 0.9%. Finally, thinking about sectors, 22.5% is invested in financials, which is about the same as the FTSE 100. But after that, 
your sector diversification also improves slightly. So to conclude, well done for taking the passive line of investing by investing in low fee market tracking ETFs. However, with 100% of your investments in the FTSE 100 VUC ETF, you're probably under-diversified from a company, sector and geographical standpoint. And you can mitigate this risk by putting future investments in other ETFs tracking more global indices. Note that I wouldn't actually recommend that you take any of your 10k current investment out of VUC because the fees associated with buying and selling would negate the benefit that you have by improving your diversification. Instead, you should just redirect the new money going into your investments to these alternative ETFs. So, quite an advanced investing question there. On Friday, we'll be back with a slightly simpler question on your rights when a payment has been made to you in error. A question straight from the Monopoly board. See you then. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.